everyone, and welcome to the Kangaroo Court Podcast, a place where we talk about all the meaningless, inconsequential things in life and have a lot of fun doing it. We hope you enjoy. Court is now in session. James, were you, were, were you... That was me applauding. Were you muted? Because I couldn't hear you hit yeah. your gavel. What? We I couldn't hear it at all. <laughs> it's so quiet. It's, it's so quiet. Matt? No. <laughs> Can you hear me talk? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom is blocking out my gaveling. Yeah. It obviously thinks it's terrible. This mustn't be the good enough sound or something. It's like, no, nah, it's not a good enough gavel. You're out. Brad Maybe it's looks your audio like he's settings. ferociously working on something. He oh, does. What is that, yeah, Brad? Couldn't, couldn't hear you there because I'm too busy knitting. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive, mate. You got some I, thick needles there. It was real hard. Merce kind of taught me how to do it. They're, they're six and a half inches, apparently, which is slightly longer. Oh, I think I've mucked this one up. Oh, no. Is that the, is that the most progress you've made so far? This is how far I've gotten. So I've kind of done a little bit of that. Merce kind of helped me get the first row underway, but then I've kind of been doing it. It's just a pretty simple pattern, but it's actually super hard to do. Yeah. For those listening at home, how many rows have you done? Uh, this is my fourth row. Nice. And this we is might have first... to do, We might have to do an update in two weeks and see if you've got into the fifth row yet. <laughs> this looks painful. It's, it's, I'm not enjoying it, to be honest. <laughs> it's not therapeutic. It's not... Relaxing. I've heard that it, it's a really good, like, um, you know, focusing, calming sort of practice once you get into a bit of a routine with it. But yeah, but like the idea, basically, the idea is you swap the whatever's on this needle to whatever's on this needle. You just keep going and going and going. Sure. Can it's, you give us a demo? Yeah, I can try. So the first step is to get it under here and behind, and you got to loop. Yeah. Oh, gee. Then you got to loop that over the top in the middle. Mm -hmm. oh, I've done it wrong, but that's all right. Then I think you got to get this back under here. And then loop that over the top, and you've done one another another row. Oh, nice work! So that looks better already. So, how do you knit something that's not a straight line? I have no idea. <laughs> like, so this is going to be a scarf because it's the easiest thing to do, apparently. Um, but yeah, I got. I don't think I can do anything better. <laughs> I just wouldn't be able to do it. Fair enough. Cool. So it's, it's getting there. So I've done four or five since we started the podcast. So yeah, good work. That's getting there, and there's twenty five on each. So. I'm just going to leave that there in the middle, which is apparently a big no-no. You're not supposed to leave it in the middle of something, but I can't concentrate and do two things at once. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. That is fair. Wow. Well, Podcast time. How are we? <laughs> Mate, we've done that already. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. You're too busy knitting. You're too busy knitting. <laughs> I'm still disappointed that you're not, you don't like have a meat smoker or something in the background or like a spear fishing gun or something like that. Unfortunately, That's no. Right. I went all in on the, on the wool, went to Spotlight, bought some $8 wool. Yeah, good work. Yeah. Nice. Spotlight is by far my least favorite store. I've been to Spotlight once before to get a <laughs> to get a Thor costume for a fancy dress yeah, party. Yeah, nice. Yeah, classic. Um, and then this time I went in. It, there's so much stuff in there, but I, I didn't enjoy it like I enjoy Bunnings. It feels so sterile. That's just yeah. my little that's my little bandwagon I'm on at the moment is against the the store feel of Spotlight. It's got great stuff. The store feels gross. Mm. Every store. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Not 100%. a sponsor, clearly. Yeah, not Agreed. a sponsor. No. <laughs> that was gavels. 
We know. still can't hear your gavel, James. Like, it's not making a single it's sound at all. A, it's like not, you're not even hitting it. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, there you go. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> it works when you talk at the same time. Great. <laughs> That's going to be super annoying. What a pain. It's never done that before. No, I wonder if it's your microphone's not working. Am I loud enough, boys? I think so. Yeah. I'm glad we're sound checking while we're live on the podcast. <laughs> Someone was too busy knitting. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I got, got into the zone. Couldn't stop. <laughs> awesome. Will, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So I was trying to think of a question to ask you boys, just to see if you've got some good ideas that I can put into the, into storage for the future. And is I the, wanted, is the question, why don't you have a hat? No, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, for those listening at home, Will's the only one without a hat. That's right. He didn't get, he didn't get the memo good today. enough to show off to everyone else. Oh! Oh. Or is it because you actually have an over-the-head like headset microphone because you don't his have a podcasting mic? microphone won't work with a hat, that's why. <laughs> My microphone worked fine with the wig last week, so it's not that at all. It's just that I want the viewers to enjoy my luscious locks this week. Well, careful, mate. Now you're getting the sensitive areas. <laughs> yeah. so Sorry, my, my question for you is... What's the best prank you've ever pulled? <laughs> That's a good question. Back in youth group days, we, there's not a prank that I've pulled, but a prank that I was a part of um, was we went to youth group camp and the, like, the girls dorm and the boys dorm. One of my mates, Derek, love that guy. He bought a, a bucket of prawns on the way up to camp and kind of put them in a bag and then one of the girls went there, he threw it into their ceiling for a week long, like long weekend youth camp uh, in the hot tin roof. Uh, so the prawns would go off in their ceiling and, they, and their dorm would stink pretty bad all night. Um, I felt bad about that after day three and it was stinking terribly and the juice was leaking through the ceiling. That oh. oh. I helped them get, get rid of it and chuck it out. So I, I probably didn't pull that one. That's, it's that was an good. anti-prank, Brad. It's yeah. a good prank, but it, was, it just went too far. <laughs> It was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. That's nasty. I think mine isn't like, I don't know, like a huge prank, but it worked very effectively. So me and a couple of boys, um, we were all hanging out together one weekend and we went to see one of our mates, Ryan, um, to, you know, go, Oi, Ryan, come and hang out with the boys. This was in the day when like, you know, text messaging cost 25 cents if they weren't on the, you know, Telstra one cent text deal. And so like, we were pretty stingy with our text messaging. So we didn't have enough credit. We're like, ah, oh, nah, stuff that. We'll just go around to Ryan's place. We get to Ryan's place, but he's gone out for a bike ride. And um, his sister's there and she's like, oh yeah, that's fine. You can wait for him here. And then I said to the boys like, no, we should do a prank. We should scare Ryan. When he comes home, we'll jump out and pretend to attack him. Um, kind of thing, you know, like a home invasion gone wrong. <laughs> kind of thing. Now that I say it out loud, I sound like a psycho, but... Um, <laughs> So what we did was she, they were like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. And so what we did was we got Ryan's sister to call Ryan while he was bike riding to say that the rabbit had got out of the um, hatch, you know, like the rabbit hatch kind of thing, hutch or whatever it's called. Um, and that he needed to come back to help her find it and um, put it back in. So Ryan's like flying back home to help find this rabbit. The three of us boys got a cricket bat or a hockey stick each and then hit around the corner of the like the entrance way and put our hoodies over our heads so that like you couldn't make out the faces. Anyway, Ryan gets home, opens the front door. We let him go in a little bit and then we just jump out at him and like brandish our weapons and go, 
like get on the ground we want your money <laughs> and he like fully jumped and like started running for a split second before like right it's all right it's us but he he it, that's the most scared i've ever seen another person face to face and i look back now and go yeah that was probably not you saw not the fear fair. in his eyes yeah I saw, both such mean pranks <laughs> yeah I got I got some less ones, but they they, yeah. they seem lame compared to that. Well, I've I've got a long term ongoing one that I pulled. So my, my brother got um, a, a wallet for his birthday from a good friend of his. So a lot of sentimental value attached to this wallet, but it was a Summer Heights High wallet. So on oh, one nice. side it's got a picture of Jonah Tuckalua, and on the other side, excuse the French, it's got a, just a, a penis drawn and it's his dictation kind of tag that he would like spray paint on stuff. Oh yeah, I yeah. hated whenever that side was facing up. So he would have that wallet. You know, it's a really cheap Velcro wallet, but he would have it in his room. And every time I kind of walk past, I just flip the wallet over so that the penis would be showing on the upside. It became the, <laughs> what we became known as the penis wallet prank. So I just keep turning it over, turning it over. And he started to get really mad about it. So then I do things like I would take it and hide it, like put it on his dashboard of his car. So it'd, be like, it'd just be there. Like he'd suddenly see that the wallet in places he didn't want to see it. Then it started to escalate. I... Um, duct taped it to the back of his windshield so that when he hopped in the car and looked in his rear view mirror, he saw it and he couldn't go <laughs> off because he was already driving. Uh, and then I, on one of his birthdays, I took it, posted it to him in like a package. So he got it on his birthday, opened it up and inside was the wallet. He hated yeah, that amazing. Uh, his birthday the next year, I cut out the bottom of a, his birthday cake and put it in the cake. So when he cut into his cake, he cut into the cake. I'm like, what's this? And opened up, there's the wallet. Uh, that's amazing right up in the cake and then the last one was when he got engaged to his his wife alex um got we just bought a massive big tv so we had a massive big tv box i filled it with all kinds of styrofoam and stuff at the very bottom i put just the wallet uh uh, like duct tape to the bottom of it and i had some cash and stuff inside it and like a little note saying dear alex welcome to the family uh, oh, yeah, nice. um so they i kind of pretend it was really heavy brought it inside to the their party their engagement party I opened up the thing and then dug through this thing and pulled out this wallet and we got it on, on tape. They're just feel, pretty filthy about um, what was in the bottom of the box. So I haven't <laughs> seen the wallet awesome. since they've kind of hidden it and have no idea where it is, but um, <laughs> that was a fun ongoing prank. The penis wallet prank. That's yeah, good. That... There's a lot of good ideas in there. That you, was a great do you one. say you have the video on tape? Yeah, he did yeah. say that. <laughs> I am pretty old. So <laughs> I, I, the just, VCR out. I don't think I've done that. I don't think I've done that many pranks on people, to be honest. I think the, the only one that springs to mind is one time um, I, on, I did, I pulled a prank on Mel, Will's significant other, where I grabbed all of her desk belongings. I put it on a chair and I cling wrapped it. And I tied a rope to it and put and hoisted it up to the ceiling. Oh yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's, so that's about it. She did hope you would mention that one as your as your prank. Are you are you are you talking through podcast ideas with other people? I with? may have bounced that question off of her. Oh no! Why do we even try? Mel, <laughs> get off the podcast. Mel. <laughs> so to be she'll fair, be, she'll be chuffed to hear that it was a great prank. It's a good question, Will. Have you got a prank that you want to share? Yeah, so uh, it was comes from when I was it's a living. loaded question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Well, I was curious to see what you guys would say is your best prank. So mine, what I would say, we were living. It was when I was living in Townsville, 
and uh, we were living in like this camp full of all the workers who were up there to clean up after the cyclone. Uh, and we were staying in a caravan park and some of the boys found a snake and killed it. And so I like coiled, like coiled it up underneath my cabin mate's bed and just left the head of it sticking out so that when he opened the door and looked down, all he saw was this snake point like coming out from underneath his bed. And uh, he is not a fan of snakes. So it went down very well. <laughs> I had so, a, I had, I've actually, someone put a real snake in my bed once oh. under the cover. Like they didn't even leave the head out. So I got into bed, you know, 11 o'clock one night and felt something in my covers. Oh. In it. it was a little scrub python. Yeah. See, I, I wasn't sure what sort of snake it was because it wasn't a carpet python. So I wasn't quite prepared to like put him in a position where if it was a venomous snake, it would do damage. So yeah. yeah. Uh, pythons do damage. Well, they do. They do. <laughs> but like, you've got a chance with a python. Like if it was a, yeah. a brown snake, you're, you've not got much hope. <laughs> the same person also put a snake once around my shoulders while I was carrying my laptop and I dropped my laptop and I was not happy. No. Did bro- like, did it like break, break? I cracked. No, no, it didn't. It was a, it was a MacBook. It was an old, old MacBook. Oh, uh, nice. That I don't own anymore. But, and I dropped it on tiles. Wow. I also had that same laptop rolled over by a tow truck ran over it and it cracked the screen but the laptop still worked perfectly. Wow, that's impressive. Wow. That's awesome. That's a good laptop. Yeah, I bought it in 2011. The Whites had it, and it only just recently passed away. No. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Farewell, Apple MacBook. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm still young and cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the lingo. R.I.P. It's, it's not rip. <laughs> <laughs> now, a good prank is worth doing we should definitely do a few more just to each other and around on each other yeah and probably just in life i think like a good prank goes a long way i still remember sorry one last one i just remember this was a good one too actually we went up to the top of a mountain one time and we pinned one of my mates to a tree and glad wrapped him to a tree and then drove off and then got lunch and then came back up and gave him his pie after we so, used like, to have just- youth group wars in cans, oh. where you'd go to another youth group and tie all of them up to trees while they're having youth on a Friday night <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> it's a whole other world in Kansas. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that crazy. Oh. Oh. Can't even imagine oh. the duty of care. All right, it's prank night tonight, so we've got a whole new risk assessment <laughs> yeah. to fill out. Everything's R- at a five. Risk assessment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There wouldn't have been one up in Cairns. That's for sure. To see how many people you can fit in the CD little van. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, good question, Will. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I think there's a difference between mean pranks and fun pranks, though. So we got to try and find that line. Yeah. Not like everyone having hats on except Will. Is that- <laughs> yeah. That's a fun prank. Yeah. <laughs> nice work, James. Right. That was smooth. Thanks, team. Thank you. Well, we're going to move into our new segment, uh, that we did last week, which from all reports that I've got from everyone who listened to it, a real um, top-notch segment, a real crowd pleaser, a Joey favorite already from, um, from what I've heard. For those of you who didn't listen, it's a new segment called Redefined. 
uh, where basically one of us boys finds random words in the dictionary that no one will know. And then the other boys have to try and uh, come up with the best definition and the best definition wins. So um, that's what we're doing. Redefined. But I've got a theme song for it. Yes. Yeah. Come on. So I went away last week because we got put on the spot. Like James was like, last week was like, Ben, you need to come up with the theme song. But he said it just before we started the set, like the recording. <laughs> and then I didn't think about a theme song because I was too busy talking. Um, and then I got put on the spot and it was very embarrassing. But I went away and I thought about it. And um, we've got a new, uh, a new theme song for the Rue Define segment based on Outcast's song, Roses, minus any of the bad words. So you got you boys ready? I'm so ready. ready. I'm ready for this. All right. I've got I'm the more keen about got... this. I'm more keen about this song than the game. You've got I got lyrics. lyrics here. I got lyrics here. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. So it's like imagine the piano intro of you know like roses. And so and so when it's like Rudifan, Rudifan, all the guys would say that they were mighty right, but mighty right only got you somewhere half the time. And the other half either got you laughed out or coming up short. <laughs> Rudifined. Yeah. yeah. So good. I wish I had the music because it sounds so much cooler when you got that funky like R&B hip hop vibe, but that'll do. We tried the, the beatboxing last week. It didn't quite work. Nah. <laughs> and I just didn't want to get flagged on YouTube that we were using someone else's material. <laughs> yep. Then yeah. we can't monetize. So Yeah, there's not wow. much chance of this getting flagged for that. But it was good, Ben. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. But the other thing is I'm putting up a precedent so that next time Will has to do a segment, he has to really come up with a great song. So Brilliant. That's it. All right. You boys ready? Let's continue. <laughs> ready. Woo! <laughs> okay. Let me find the first word. The first word we're going How will you with. be judging us, Ben? So I'll, I'll judge based on which one I feel does the better job of getting the definition right. So whether that's just they randomly have a word that is also in the definition and no one else had a word that was in the definition, whether it was the spirit of the definition. Great. So it's a bit subjective, but we'll see how we go. Um, so the first word that I would love for you to, de to, de to define is this word. Whiffle. Whiffle. Can you spell Whiffle. that for us, please? W-H-I-F-F-L-E. I thought you were actively against putting the H sound in words. No, like, that's why. Yeah, I am. I am. That's why I did it. Whiffle. <laughs> I thought it would sound funnier and potentially be harder to define. I reckon I know what this is. Oh, really? You know how sometimes when you've got a cold and you do a little sniffle? Damn it! Like, oh, but it's when you do a sniffle, but you accidentally whiff in a bad smell like someone else's fart. And you're like, oh, oh. Kind of at the same time. It's a, it's a whiffle. <laughs> That's interesting take. Judging this is actually even better than being a part of it. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Will or James? What have you got? Define whiffle. I'm realizing there's an advan advantage to going first because you can use the obvious ones, Brad. <laughs> That's why I jumped in real quick every week. <laughs> I was going to say it's a... It's, so it's when someone's got a cold. It's like a, in another term for man flu. So when you've got a, a cold, but you keep whining about it. Oh, so you've no. got the sniffles, but you're whining a lot. So it's a whiffle. Yeah, great. Brad's got a little whiffle. 
There you go. Well, I am going to go with a different sort of theme. Good. Because you can play a sport that's called wiffle ball. So my guess is that wiffle has something to do with uh, like cutting grooves in a ball so that it like moves around a whole lot more than you expect it to. Because that's what a wiffle ball is. It's like full of holes so that it curves more. You've got like a combination of whittling and wiffle. Yeah, so whittling, whiff- which could have been one of Brad's pastimes, but no, thinking knitting. <laughs> so the whiffle one. is the name for the holes that are in the ball. The whiffle is the name for the holes that are in the ball. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Will solely because as he was describing it, he used the word cut. And because <laughs> you guys were not even really close, you'll see why. To whiffle is to flourish a sword in sword dancing so as to produce a whistling sound. Mate, I, and I think, weren't you the sword master or something like that on yeah. Facebook? This I, is something you should have when known. He said, when he said, I know this one, I was like, oh, maybe he actually knows this one. There is no more Brad. There is only the sword master. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the whiffling is like from sword dancers. It's like, like that, oh. is, that is to whiffle. It's probably so, the noise the ball makes too. It's cutting through the yeah. air. It's an onomatopoeia. Is that what an onomatopoeia is? Where it... Wow. Extra wow. points, bonus points. Well done. Mm, I'll give you point two of a point. Yes. Oh, come on. That's all I need. <laughs> all right. So Will's on one so far. And uh, that was... that was. James is on 0.2. Brad's yeah, coming in last. I'll put that. I'll put that. James is at 0.2. <laughs> Brad's at zero. Yes. Come on. Come on. All right. The next word, this is amazing, is the word spanghu. I'll spell it S P A N G H E W, spanghu. Okay. Oh, I think I need a bit of time on this one. Yeah, it's not one of those words that has like a really clear, like oh, I could just do a little pun around it or something silly. Yeah. A spanghu. What's a spang you? Okay. I think when you're running really fast and you're just like running and you feel something pop like in your hamstring and um, like you get that feeling. I reckon they, in ancient times, they called that a spang you. <laughs> what have you done? Oh, I've just got a spang you. You've kind of hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because it feels like you go spang. You're like, ooh, spang. Ooh, spang you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I reckon it is. Nice. That's good. James, Will, what do we got? <laughs> this is a hard one. I think a spank you is like an item of clothing similar to spanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it also replaces deodorant by getting rid of the phew sound. <laughs> So you don't it's like it spanks, but it's so tight it also keeps in smells. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like it. Oh spank you. Mm. Uh I'm gonna say that it is This is my absolute strong suit, as people will have discovered, is coming up with things on the spot. But game's oh, a good game, Will. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, 
It is. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go with it is, and it is the name given. Surely to- there's a timeout then. Yeah, there should be. <laughs> It's, it's the name given to somebody that's like a cross between Spanish, English, and Jewish. <laughs> oh, William. That's awesome, Will. <laughs> but you didn't get enough words into your definition. <laughs> oh, man. All right. out of that misery. Let's do this. So, I think Brad gets it solely because he talked about the idea of Something being, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it feels the closest. <laughs> to spang you is to throw violently into the air, especially to throw a frog into the air from the end of a stick. Oh, so, this is in the English dictionary? <laughs> yeah, because to spang is, is an, a, a Scottish word that means to throw or jump. And so they literally have a note here where they say in the definition, please do not be mean to frogs. Because now that you've discovered what a spang hue is, it's like, don't throw frogs off the end of a stick. Don't go out spang hewing um, with your friends. Oh, so like if you're picking up a, a frog on a stick inside your house to take him outside so you don't damage him with your oil hand, oily hands, then when you just release him, you when throw, you him, off throw the stick, him off the end, you've spang just spang hued. <laughs> just spang hued everywhere. Is it a spang hued or spang hue? No, that would be, oh, that, I don't even know. That would be to spang you, I think. So, yeah, you've just done a spang you, however you say it. Sounds like a vomit. So, Brad gets one point. Come on. So, so Brad's on one now, and uh, Will's on one and James is on 0.2. Because I've oh. answered quickly, do I get 0.2 of a point? No, no. That'd be ridiculous, Brad. Because once you've answered, they, they can't have an option of answering. So... Um, <laughs> Next one. All right, you ready? Yep. Uh, this word is a potophagy. Potophagy. Can you spell uh, that for us? P O L T O P H A G Y. Define potophagy. Potophagy. That a potophagy. Is a 3D, it's a, someone who can read a 3D map. Oh, nice. I like that. Well done, James. That's actually a really good answer. Thank you. That's Do I get very... 0.2 points for beating Brad as well? Uh, because you were fast, I'll give you 0.2 oh. points. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> um, I reckon poltophagy is a process similar to mummification, but done in India instead, where they would pour. Um, <laughs> honey and all over the, the body and let it become mummified in honey rather than mummified you know by embalming mm, okay interesting i'm gonna well, say poltophagy is the process of create generating maps that show where all like the telephone and electricity poles are around a suburban area Oh, nice. I like that too. That's polls. That's clever. I'm the only non-map related answer. Come yeah, on. Yeah. And so because of that, Brad actually gets the points in this round. To Can't lose. Uh, poltography, poltophagy is the thorough chewing of food until it becomes like porridge. So Brad gets it because honey goes on porridge. Come on. And he had honey <laughs> in the embalming process. So well done, Brad. That's fair. Well done, Bradley. So Brad's on two. Um, so this now comes basically down last one to James and Will. Who's going to lose? Who's going to be the loser? 
Um, Devo. <laughs> it could still be Brad. It could... No, Brad's because on Because if two. Will gets it, isn't it two all? Yeah, then you'll be the loser. Yeah, yeah, but... It... Uh, yeah, no, that's Remember, right. yeah, our yeah, focus yeah. is on the loser. Yeah, yeah, yep, lo- yep, 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 yep. Yeah, we're like focusing <laughs> on the loser. How's that the... point two points for you now, sucker? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> you need you needed one point. Here we go. Here's the last word. Gaia Gaiaskatus. Gaiaskatus. G Y A S C U T U S. Gaiaskatus was an ancient like monster god that lived in the clouds. <laughs> no, it's not that's not right at all. Okay. <laughs> a Gaiaska tusk is a, a hole in the ground that shoots up the the ivory of like bone di- dinosaur bones. It shoots up dinosaur bones, <laughs> <laughs> like tusks. <laughs> okay. A tusk geyser, if you will. <laughs> yes, so thank like, you. So, like a, so, so an elephant tusk geyser. That's Brad. Brad got where I was going with yeah, that. Great, nice work. Gaiaska tusk. <laughs> Gaiaskatus <laughs> is a name. It's a Tusker geyser. For a, for a bloke that is bloke. responsible for uh, ensuring elephants get to keep their tusks from poachers. Okay. Okay. That's so oh. close to mine again, Will. Yeah, I know. That's exact. I was literally about to say <laughs> that I, because I was going to give it to James because of the elephant reference, but then Will also made an elephant reference. But then I kind of go, well, James said it first. I'll give you the definition, Brad. You can kind of help me out on this okay. one. I think All it's right. be- between these two because a guy, a guy asked us, is an imaginary large four-legged beast. With legs on one side longer than on the other for walking on hillsides. Come on, I also said dinosaurs. That's a beast. Brad said it was a mythical creature, mythical being. I feel like it's closer than everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he said in the clouds, but then I was going, it's a four-legged beast like uh, uh, an elephant. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is Brad, actually. What did you say again? It was a mythical beast. Mythical, Mythical beast that lives in the clouds. Like where tops of hills are. Yeah, you know what? You made <laughs> a great point. Brad wins. Good. Well done. Well I don't done, come Brad. last. Yeah, so, done, James, <laughs> you're last. You know what? I'm I'm just, probably... Isn't there one more question? Isn't there five questions? I can still not come last. <laughs> now nah, there's four. No, there's oh. five. Oh, is there? All right. Well, okay. Well, okay. There we go. All right. Will, <sighs> you can still lose. <laughs> come on. No, end it there. End Hat it there. It's time. <laughs> it's time for the new segment. <laughs> I'm tapping out. No. Oh. <laughs> that means it's between Brad and James, and so you can't try and defend yourself. All right. The last word is. I need to pick words that I can pronounce. Mitosism. M Y T A C I S M. Mitosism. That's a disease in your body where, like termites, deteriorate wood. Your muscles deteriorate. Mm, interesting. Okay, I'm taking Brad. a slightly different tack. 
It's actually where you've gone to the Amazon jungle and you've got little mites under your skin. Mm-hmm. It's the process of getting rid of those mites out of them. That's a miticism. Nice. <laughs> like an exorcism for... Yeah, but yeah. the mites. <laughs> Will, last... Come on, Will. Well, see, I feel like my answer is going to be similar to James. <laughs> again. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise. What, did you, what did you say again, James? Um, it's a... It's a by it's a degrading disease in your muscles like yeah. termites in timber sure mm. sure see i i'm thinking something along similar lines like it's a an issue with the body um uh, brad is... said that as well brad's was an issue of the body an ailment yeah, of... yeah. most of brad's have been an ailment yeah, <laughs> yeah actually yeah. um oh. what's the word again ben Miticism, M-Y-T-A-C-I-S-M. I'm going to say it's a disorder that affects your ability to process certain sounds. Oh, we have a winner. Will, you're the closest. It's excessive or the wrong use of the sound of the letter M. Wow. William. Sorry. Well well, Well done. Pulled it out of the bag, Will. So yeah. James, dead last on 0.2. So Does that mean I get a wooden spoon? <laughs> yeah. Just Sweet. keep your gavel, mate. You would have got a wooden spoon if you had zero points, but because you got 0.2, you're not good <laughs> enough to have it. I, I got 0.4, actually, because I got a, an extra 0.2 for not being for being fast. Oh, that's Three. right. Yes. Just to spite Brad. That's right. Apologies. I got that. Great work. Well done, boys. R- good work on the rue definitions. Great time. Oh, good job. Love it. Brad's the host for next time, hey? Yeah, Brad won. Yeah. Brad wins. Awesome, boys. Now, while I've got you all here, I'd like to do a quick little sidebar, a little bit of a team meeting. Boom, 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 boom. That simultaneously sounds like this Skype and the Ice Age song. It sounds like a song from Ice Age. What's the Ice Age song? When they're in the first movie, when they're trekking across all the ice, it's a boom, 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 James, how many times have you watched Ice Age? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. I think I watched it quite. I'm going to find that clip and post it somewhere. Yeah, please do. But hey, while I got you here, I'd love to have a quick team meeting because I've noticed recently that... We haven't been getting a lot of people call in or write in to the podcast. Mm. And and I can't can't help but think it's just because the novelty of the podcast has beginning to uh, rub off. It's it's no longer a novelty anymore. I mean, we're a long-standing podcast. We're a pre-COVID podcast heading into episode what? 17. 17. Wow. And I reckon the novelty is just starting to wear off on people. And I'm wondering what you guys think about perhaps putting incentive to have people call in Ooh. or to call or to give topics or to engage. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Incentivize. Have you had any thoughts of what those incentives might be? Uh, I haven't had any of those thoughts yet, but we're a team. And I, <laughs> I feel like I've had the initial thought and now I'm out. <laughs> yeah we've got to have some things that we can like incentivize for sure yeah that's what i thought 
we originally talked about getting those little kangaroos. Oh yes. <laughs> like those little, like you can get those little clip on kangaroos that go on your lapel on your jacket. Yeah. Um, is that an incentive enough? It does seem like an incentive to me. Yeah. They'd be limited edition. Yeah. I was thinking like one of the incentives could be like, if you come up with a really great one and you convince the court to your view, Wow. You get Will's headset microphone so that he has to buy a proper podcasting mic. It's <laughs> a win-win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. So if you convince the court, it's like you actually get to become a member because you now have Will's headset. I do not love it because this gets utilized for when I'm playing games too. Yeah, well, you should have thought about that before you didn't buy a podcast mic. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I like it. I think there's a whole bunch of incentives we could have. Yeah, maybe, maybe the kangaroo is like a. We should probably cost this up, actually. <laughs> no, I think I think we figure that out later. I think we lock in what we're going to do, and then we just bear the brunt of the cost, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, Will's headset's free, so that's fine. Oh yeah, it's so free. <laughs> let's be honest. The best incentive to want to talk in is that you get my opinion. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yep. And they learning be- to value that less and less each episode, Will. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only reason anyone should ever want to call in is they want my opinion. It, it's appreciating the greatest return. of incentives. The opinion well, they won't get unless asked upon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what would be amazing is if our first caller just like comes in with like, you know, what's opinions. And then before we even ask, we go, great, I've got everything I need. And then just hangs up. <laughs> Well, to be, I wouldn't be surprised actually, because in our first season, the first ten episodes, so much of our recap was about Will <laughs> and people calling in about stuff there. So, yeah, well, it was also because he made some outlandish statements. Yeah, kids not bouncing off. Yeah, your we've pack. got a bit of a tame Will at the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We got unleash the what was the beast? What meest? What was the beast word? The four-legged beast. Oh. Uh, let me find it. Uh, gas gasketus. We need to release the gasketus in Will. The inner gasketus. Where's your inner gasketus, Will? (laughs) But regardless of that, I think the little kangaroos are a great idea. We'll see if we can get some bulk ones, maybe. And just anyone who contacts, anyone who makes it on an episode of the podcast, maybe we give them one of those. But maybe if they're able to take our stance on something and convince us otherwise, maybe there's a more substantial prize. Well, that's what I was thinking. And even like, I was just thinking, what if we had like a Joey of the season? You know how we do like 10 episodes a season? What if there was a Joey of the season? You get on multiple times or you're engaging on social media and stuff. And we like have our top Joey for season two. Like Nelson was for season one. Yeah. Yeah, And Christine, like Nelson and Christine. Christine. We have have a male and a female for each season. And (laughs) they, I don't know. We never, you were meant to do up a certificate for some people last season, Ben. How did that go? Um, About as well as the little kangaroos. So... (laughs) Um, I'll do up a certificate and I'll send it to him. But like genuinely, I reckon something like that as well. Top Joey's for the season, get a special prize. Yeah. We should, we should actually say what it is though. So people can, I want to say they get to hang out with us in person. (laughs) That I'm like, Christine wouldn't have cared. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. You come to the next food challenge. (laughs) And we'll buy you the food that we're eating as a part of the challenge and you don't have to pay for it. Maybe it could be something like a gavel. Like a cheaper gavel. 
Yeah, that's not a bad like idea. That. Maybe it's like, maybe it's that painting in the back of Will's Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> And he has to do a new painting each season. So like in the one week break we have between seasons, Will's got to do a painting that sits behind him for the whole entire season. And then that becomes the final prize. I am liking this. That could be We can't give away that painting, but <laughs> let's do another one. <laughs> well, Will's got a couple of weeks. So Will, you better figure out a painting pretty quick, smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's going to be a real test of Will's uh, commitment to the podcast. <laughs> it is. And I'm still nervous because, like we said many times this episode, he doesn't have a podcasting mic. So we'll see. He does not. <laughs> we'll see how he goes. Well, but that was it. it. That was yeah, literally I... it. Thanks for the team meeting, boys. It was great to chat um, about. Uh, Brad, can you find out how much little kangaroos will cost? Deal. I'll do that. Great. And Will, you can do some painting. Um, James and I well, we won't really do anything. Ben, you've got to do a certificate. Oh, sorry. I'll do some certificates. James. Great work. I'm the I'm ideas man. I'm just like the I'm the foreman. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just Great. I'm just dishing out the I'm like I'm dishing out the dishing out of the jobs to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So good. Awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. Alrighty. Recommend time. Yeah. Well, I got one straight off the bat. And it comes out of our meat episode, but then also something that happened on Saturday. Had, had some dinner with some friends and we had some lovely steaks. But well, we bought them from the same butcher shop that we bought the meat that we had for the meat, the meat place. And it just reminded me of just how important it is to have a good butcher. Mm. You know, a place that you can go and you're like, you know what, I just, yeah, I'm going to pay a little bit more for meat tonight and I'm just going to treat myself and I'm going to get myself some really good meat. Like Brad cooked it perfectly. Rach cooked it amazingly on, on Saturday. But good quality meat makes it easier to cook good quality meat you know what i mean like it's delicious so anyway that's my my recommend if you don't have a good butcher that you go i can go here and get good quality meat when i need it find one spend whatever money you need to to find a good butcher it makes a difference and support the local you, man mate a butcher for you to check out actually is up the road the other way up at the iga there that butcher there i don't really like results but mate they do killer results okay i'll have to check out their definitely game. worth Definitely worth a check out. Yeah. I'll have a good result. Yeah. Brad's got a good... Don't you buy like your meat in by the cow, Brad? Well, so yeah, a little bit. <laughs> We've still got a little bit of that stuff in the freezer, but I should give you an update on that actually, because <laughs> we pulled out the steaks, like the steak, the individual steak things. Yeah. We've frozen some of those, pulled them out. They were all off. So I'm glad we didn't mention the name of the butcher because I can't remember who it was, but yeah, those... Did you freeze else in the box was great, but just the steaks, I think they must have given it to this on edge not quite right so Ooh. we had to go buy separate steaks which then i cooked up the next night and then mwah, from a butcher perfect yeah lame yeah that sucked so we ha yeah. weren't happy about that but no. I, my, my recommends on a food train as well yeah nice we, um, had dinner with friends the other night and i introduced it to this special dip you can go to coles and get these little jars like they're like terracotta jar like pots mm. with different types of dip in them and it was, this one was goat cheese and black truffle it sounds super fancy but then which is, you know, it's kind of nothing on its own, but a friend who we can't name on the podcast um, because they're a friend of the friend of the show um, drizzled some honey <laughs> on the top of it. And it was honestly the best dip I've ever had so much. So they went and bought some yesterday to just share with Merce because we went to the shop and um, she had about five things. And I ate this whole pot in one sitting of goat's cheese and black truffle. Wow. You didn't get any mid slices as well. 
No, no, I wasn't allowed because I got the <laughs> got the tip instead. instead. But I would not recommend eating it all in one hit because I was up for like an hour in the middle of the night last night on the toilet, just feeling terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's more my dairy intolerance rather than anything else. So, oh, Brad, you're yeah. an animal. That's yeah. disgusting. No, only a little bit of regret though. Is it black truffle? That sounds really fancy. It, it's like it comes with a little separate packet. You got to cut open and sprinkle it in the top of it. So it's kind of on top. Yeah. You just keep doing little sprinkles, every layer of dip you go through um, with a little drizzle of honey. Oh, man. Mwah. You're a fancy man, Brad. You're a very fancy man. Uh, yeah. I do like my fancy foods. That's, yeah. slice, that's slightly classier than mint slice. Definitely. Well, boy. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I just out, attacked James. my microphone. Oh, microphone. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, I've got a controversial recommend for oh, the podcast sure this week. But it's still down the food and beverage train. So, Will, I hope you follow suit. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be like the hats all over again. <laughs> but this is my recommend for this week. This is a stovetop espresso maker. Oh. And this is a, quite a large one. We got a smaller one, but it's um, drying at the moment because we used it. I think this is the best coffee that I have ever had made from home. Really? Yep. So, we, I've been on this as like stovetop coffee made bandwagon for maybe just under a year i am loving it it's so easy to make and we grind our own beans now and everything you put your little coffee in the top water in the bottom put it on the stove the heat of the the heat of the stove makes the water rise up and it goes into this little bit science and coffee so much fun Mate, as someone who doesn't appreciate coffee, I'm disappointed in that, but I'm glad you found something that you love. Like, yeah, that's great. Also, that felt, I should be a salesman because that was a great spiel. It was. Even the sounds <laughs> and everything, you did it smooth as. Well done. Nice to do that. What about you, Will? Yeah, I'm not doing a food team fun this oh. week. Oh. Typical. Typical. Not playing by the rules. Out on his own. Forever. Forever Actually. the island. <laughs> but my recommend for this week is... Uh, would be a nice thing actually to go along with the robe Ben recommended a little while back. Oh, nice. And that is to get yourself a pair of sheepskin moccasins. Oh, have you, I wish you had them with you. What's I've a got, moccasin? I don't have, oh, I don't mind. The screen's very bright. <laughs> Let's see. It's about to blind me. Was that oh, no. bright moccasins? Oh, oh I can't oh, see past the, the crack. Yeah, dude, do you have a crack in your screen? Yeah, I've had it for a couple of months now. My recommend would be to get that fixed. <laughs> as as you've probably figured, I'm not the uh, I'm pretty stingy with money, so my hey, phone's it's a pretty expensive work. phone. My phone still works, <laughs> so. Mate, you know, do you want to do you want to put the link to the moccasins in the show notes? Seeing you got can, the URL on the video for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, why not? There you go. Go and buy them. Oh, you just locked your screen. <laughs> But I have had a pair for a very long time and they are awesome. How, how many years? Oh, I reckon at least five. Oh, that it goes with your flannelette sheets, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's supreme. Yeah. i got a, just a quick question for, the, for you guys. Do your feet get sweaty in like moccasins and Ugg boots and stuff? No. No? I just bought Ugg boots and I suffer from sweaty foot. And I think the Ugg boots actually... Either make my feet sweat less or just absorb the sweat, and I don't realize. Well, because I've got a pair of Ugg boots too that I love, but I think after a while, the Ugg boots don't keep absorbing them like they used to, and you get I get real sweaty feet in these Ugg boots. 
So maybe that's just a warning to go get new Ugg boots. Go right. get some moccasins then, Bradley. Okay. Way better than, way better than Ugg boots. I'll check them out in the show notes. These, I've never owned a pair of slippers before in my life. So these Ugg boots are the closest things. I feel so proud. Is that because you're from Cairns and you don't wear shoes at all? <laughs> uh, that's partly the reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I used to wear those shoes to the grocery store. Welcome to Whittem. Welcome to Cairns, sorry. Sorry, I meant Cairns. <laughs> Whittem's not far off though either. <laughs> Love it. That's so good. Uh, Brilliant. Not very good. Well, good session sure. in the court, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you like, subscribe, bell on, all those good things. <laughs> like the Facebook page. Will, have you subscribed to our YouTube account? I have subscribed to the yeah. YouTube channel. Brad? Absolutely. I've done it twice, in fact. Oh. How? I've how got many two are we up counts. to? Well, I'm, I'm, I've subscribed. I'm, I'm genuinely worried how many actual people have subscribed. <laughs> if, we've, if Brad subscribed twice, Will and I have subscribed. James, you have? I don't, I don't think so, no. Oh, yeah. James? No, no, it makes sense. James wouldn't wear his own merch. I'm not going to so wear he's my own merch. Yeah. He's Fair not going to subscribe to his own YouTube channel. We have 23 <laughs> subscribers at the moment, so Woo! let's try and bump those numbers up, hey? Why? There's a, there's a reward. <laughs> a reward. A if reward. You're our, what, if you're Whoa. our 50th subscriber, we'll give me your prize. You get a kangaroo. <laughs> you get a real-life kangaroo. <laughs> as a pet. Love it. Cool. Court adjourned. No.